8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Tell you what, normally when it comes to uh, getting people in as a big hitter, they, they're pretty famous. I have to tell you something. This person, two weeks ago, I did not know him at all. If you gave me the name, I would say, who's this person? What does he do? I would have had no idea. At this point in time, he's a bit like a rock star. I know we had the, the rock star who's been performing at FNB over the weekend. That's the Irish rock star, but forget about him. This is Professor Mashuru uh, Chifularo. He's very much the rock star now because everybody's talking about him. You may know he was part of the team that um, set up a few weeks, two weeks ago, in fact, to be exact, the what the world's first ever 3D, and, and I have to emphasize that 3D transplant for the middle ear so there's been other transplants around ears of course right but this is the middle ear which is also not uncommon but in particular using 3d now what exactly is all of that it means it's a world first it's certainly great for him it's great for south africa you know often talk about it when you win south africa win so we're honored to have you here and, and thanks for giving off your time and being our big hitter for the night Thank you so much uh, to you, uh, Ashraf Gada, for inviting me and to your listener. I really, really feel honored. Well, I mean, you, you, you've invited yourself, in a sense. Okay. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm trying to understand this. You've, you've invited yourself by your achievement. So, so let's just get this right, in case I said it slightly incorrectly. What, what happened two weeks ago that is so groundbreaking in the medical fraternity? What happened two weeks ago was uh, the first of its kind middle ear transplant using a 3D technology to recreate and reformat format the middle ear bones. So the first thing is that the 3D was never used in the middle ear. Okay. The second thing, there was never a middle ear transplant in other words everything in the middle ear was done for the first time two weeks ago here in south africa which has not been done anywhere in the world from what we know and what we see okay so help us understand i'm going to break it down what's a middle ear the middle ear is a very important part in our hearing so as i'm speaking to you now the sound comes into your to you through the outer ear and then it hit the tympanic membrane or the membrane which is like a speaker then it goes into three small bones which are very very important and then it goes into the inner ear which is the cochlea and then from there it goes into the brain in a split second and then from there you can hear you can interpret so therefore if you don't have this middle ear which sometimes I call it is an amplifier. Okay. Without the amplifier, you cannot hear me, you know. And in this business, we we talk about amplification all the time. I mean, exactly. That's, that's my field anyway, right? Yes. So so okay. So let's confirm. General middle ear transplants, just middle ear without the 3D, is that common or uncommon? It's uncommon. This is the first. It has even never even middle ear. Even the term middle ear transplant, it is started with Prof. Mashuduchi Flaro. Well, there you are. Even when you Google, you won't find it. It's not even there on um, on the Google. It will start now. Okay. So, well, well done to you. Yes. I would say Thank that front so as, a, as a person who's uh, a key driver of, of the of the champion South Africa movement, we look for champions. 
That's we want people to move up to a level where they are champions in their delivery because it helps the entire country. So here's a classic example. When you become a champion and your team are champions, yes. the country moves up a notch. Definitely. And that's just fantastic for us. No, now, thanks. now let's then talk about the, the, the 3D concept. So explain what, what does 3D mean for us here? 3D, three dimension, but explain this in medical terms. What's the big issue here? The thing is that um, I've been doing a PhD for the past 10 years. So I did my first PhD at the University of uh, um, Medunsa. And I was uh, researching the same thing, middle ear, conductive hearing loss in a condition called autosclerosis. And then in the process, then I realized that there is a prosthesis that some rods and some sticks that we're putting inside mm-hmm. to restore this uh, amplif- amplifier, the middle ear bones. Then for the past 10 years, I was working on this day and night. Only two years ago, I started to say, no, but why can't I try with a 3D? Why are we still making rods that are completely different from what we're removing? It's like if I, you have broken finger and I chop off your whole hand and I put a stick. Then I it's, said, it's not a natural. It's structure. not a natural. Okay. So if it's not natural, it cannot perform efficiently. It's not cosmetic. It's not, you know, it's completely out of place. So, so historically, any any transplants around the ear, the fit was not the right fit. Completely, by far. Okay. Size, weight, shape, position, um, and even because of that, it was not stable. It never lasted for more than two years. Within two years, you have lost everything. And even in the best hands in the world, you can only achieve seventy to seventy-five percent. Okay, so, so the, the key part here is you dreamt bigger. You dreamt the impossible. You asked exactly. the why question. And I asked the why question. And I said, why can't it be improved? Why can't I think out of the box? So the day I had a aha moment, I got excited. Now I had to look for the technicians who can understand what I'm questioning. Luckily, I got some very brilliant, exciting gentlemen from Jamestown. So when I explained to them, they could not see anything impossible. They said, let's work on it. Let's work on it. And today, we are at another level. So so the material in terms of... So when we say 3D, I, I mean, typically it would be... When we talk about 3D normally, it would be an image that we can see it in 3D form, right? Exactly. So so how then did you extend uh, that sort of 3D image that we have into, into your medical space? Because the 3D... Um, technology takes you feed the information you take the shape you feed the shape the size and what you want so when we were i was looking at these bones so i went to them i said guys this is what i want to do then i had to go to the lab get the temporal bones mm-hmm. get the size and the shape and the weight then i go back to them i said put this measurement on this computer and see what the computer can generate for us then the computer generate exactly as we're seeing and we're hoping it will do. So the the challenge was saying, because now I'm working on the different design, let me not worry about the material. Let me use the material which everybody's using, mm-hmm. the orthopedics, the heart, the neurosurgeons, so that nobody will, you know, ask me about the material. Let me change the format and use the same titanium. 
which everybody is using. So the 3D came on that we feed what we want in all three dimensional and it came as how we wanted it. Like ex- So I used to take normal bones and say, this is what I want you to, to reproduce for me. And when I talked to my colleagues, mm-hmm. they said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Last year, I attended uh, one of our World International uh, Autology Conference. We had a, a gentleman from America who is an authority in these small bones. And then he's busy talking. I look at him. I said, what are you talking about? There's something great that I'm coming up with. That's when I started to realize that I think I'm up to something bigger. Okay, great. And then? And then <laughs> now, so I discussed with them, um, with the journalists or the media people at the University of Pretoria and Steve because said, let's wait for January, February, when people are back from school, when the Valentine has passed, when they're settled down, <laughs> when March comes, then we'll come up with something. So it was strategically planned to be March, which will be a Deafness Awareness Month. So the oh, first article was the 1st of March, 28th of February, just going to the 1st of March from the University of Pretoria website. If you check there, I've been okay. there for But here's interesting. Weeks. So just plan, and just let me remind people, we are chatting to, uh, so I, I'm not, I don't say this often, but I need to say it. So at the moment, he's, he's the rock star in terms of <laughs> surgery or medicine, uh, Professor Mashudu uh, uh, Chifularo, right? So he's the head of the department of the uh, ENT department that is at the University of Pretoria, Steve Biko uh, Hospital that is and at the University of Pretoria. That's the one thing. And they've got a new vice chancellor. You know that as well. And I saw pictures of yourself with Tawana Kupi as well over the weekend, right? But very importantly, him and his team is overseeing a process where they perform the very first in the world uh, 3D transplant of the middle ear. And it's worked. And that's fantastic. Yes. And this is made in South Africa. So I could say made in South Africa and made it in South Africa. It just sounds so much better. Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. You can engage as well with the prof on air, right? You can tweet hashtag SAFM viewpoint. If you're tagging, just tag me, Ashraf Ganda, and SFM Radio as well. WhatsApp voice notes are welcome as well. It's 0614-104-107, 0614-104-107. And just a basic uh WhatsApp's 40938. Uh, someone's saying, Ashraf, thanks God. I can listen to you. Load shedding has given us a break at least for now. Well, it's not just load shedding. There's some serious uh, information here being supplied and provided to you and being amplified. That's the key. So, okay, strategically, you said you're going to wait to, is, is it Deaf Month or Deaf De- World Deaf Day? It's, it's a deaf month. It's deaf, the whole month Deafness awareness deaf, month. Deafness awareness. Okay. Yes, yes. But, but you, at first, I think it was a World Deaf Day. That's why we wanted it to come on the first. So we just capitalized on the whole month okay. that we'll be talking about this restoring a hearing in a deaf patient. All right. But, but I mean, talking about it is one thing. Yes. The actual operation yes. required a date, but it also required a person. It required a so when, when So give me the story of the person we're talking about. Give me his name. So um, his name is uh, Tabo. And uh, he was one of the patients who had been waiting for almost the past five years because uh, there are a lot of patients waiting in our state hospital who, because the hospital cannot afford. They feel like uh, the processes are not important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, being um, important from outside the country with exchange value is very expensive. So they are not interested. So every time when I was with the patients, I said, but... I need to come out with something that can be affordable, that could be in this country. So 
I got excited. I told him, hey, I'm working on something. Will you be interested? He said, yes, 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 Prof, I'll be interested. So he was at, he was at your hospital? He was at Steve Biko. Okay. So he knew about it. He was waiting, so he had to go through all the formal... So let, let me just take a recap. He, he had met in an accident, if I got that right? Yeah, he had an accident. He was injured in the ear, and then the bones inside, they all broken. They were shattered. So his hearing was very, very low. So One, one year or both years? One the, year. The one year. One okay, year, fine. Yes, yeah. so, so he was a candidate. But, but for all intents and purposes, if, if your uh, discovery didn't come and, and, and didn't get put into practice, he would still be... He would still be deaf. But 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 not only deaf, but also just waiting for nothing to happen. Exactly. In fact, isn't it? He had no hope because he's among many patients who are waiting. So when we look at the waiting list, we had almost thirty patients who were waiting. So we had to screen and look and screen. Fortunately, he was the perfect one. Thirty-five years of age. He's working, and he said he was struggling at work. He cannot hear. So when we explain the concern and what will happen, everybody will be in and out asking him. He said, I'm in. And this morning, I was with him. He is the happiest fellow. When he's happy, I am on top of the world. Because what I've been thinking about it, that creating the same bone that we are removing is supposed to give us a better hearing. So this gentleman, he can hear better than what existed. Oh my goodness! I look we'll, at all, as... we'll all queue up in this way. I can assure you. <laughs> I, I want to go. I want to pick up in terms of just the relationship now that you have with him. But let's get to some calls. Gordairs on the line from Polakwani. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Hasha. Yeah, go ahead. Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm okay. No problem. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Ashraf, I Doctor Chifularo has been one of the curious minds. Hmm. He's, he's very talkative, you know, he, he, he up for something, he's up for something, you could see. I once visited him at the Medforum Hospital when I had problem with the tinnitus, when I hear sounds in my ears, I was very much worried. Then he told me that, no, there's not a problem after he diagnosed me. But I knew from his school days, from his, his uh, university days and his day in Vendan shortly before he came to Pretoria, you could tell that he's going up. It's, it's, all his family are of great minds. Thank you very much. Okay, there you are. Lovely, lovely, lovely call. And we'll, we'll actually get to the family in a minute. So, yes. so here you are. So you, 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 you screen them. You decide that he would be your candidate, and he agrees, of course, yes, right? Yes. Um, <coughs> when did you decide that he's going to be operated on? When was that decision made? So two weeks ago. So I talked to the um, communication the, in the hospital and the university. They said, "No, look, uh, why can't you make sure that you set a date?" which will be appropriate for the operation to be done. And um, uh, I said, I want the 13th of March, because that is the day that five years ago, my mother was buried. So for me, that day is very significant. So I wanted to celebrate and honor myself, but I did not realize that it was so big. So we set the date, we set everything going, we prepare everybody, we prepare the theater, we prepare everybody. Everybody was set. So two weeks we were working on it. 13th of March. 13th of March. And people think that medical people have no emotions. They, they have a <laughs> serious emotional connection in terms of the actual date as well. I'm exactly. discovering something's big time about Professor Masuru uh, Chifularo and you doing the same as well, of course. He's our big hitter for the night. More from him in a moment. 
Joburg's biggest inner-city charity art exhibition and sale is coming soon. Get ready for Night of a Thousand Drawings. We've received some awesome art so far, but you can still donate before the end of February. It's all art. Bring it. The event is on Saturday, 30 March at Victoria Yards in Josie. Gates open at 4 p.m. for live music, delicious food, and of course, the art. Get your tickets at Web Tickets or go to 1000drawings.co.za for more info. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. My guest, Professor uh, Mashudu uh, Chifulara, is not just a guest, he's the big hitter. He's probably one of the biggest hitters you're probably going to that will emerge from this country this year, if not for, for the next decade or two, I would oh think. Uh, I'm just saying it, you know, maybe I'm not <laughs> going to tell you this again some other time. <laughs> this is where it is. Part of the team, in fact, has led the team that performed a transplant for the first ever 3D middle ear transplant success. And it happened two weeks ago. Now we know 13th of March, incredibly on a day where he tidied up with, with the with the anniversary of his mother passing away. That's the doctor, of course, right? Okay, so, so let's go back then to... So you performed it on that day, yes. right? Tell me about the operation. What, what, you know, we obviously... I suppose all ops are delicate, right? Exactly, what, yes. what happened in this case? So in this case, knowing uh, how tricky the operation is... By the way, this is my brainchild from the beginning to the end because it's part of my PhD. So any other person in the team, they're just my students. Okay. And even when so, I so your your team was students. They just they don't know, they don't even. This is my clear brainchild. They are just my students who are just said, hey, just hold there. They don't. They could not understand. They did not. Talk. I've showed them sometimes. I said, kids, I'm doing one today. They said, ah, prof. <laughs> I said, I know what. I've been professor for twenty years. I read journal. I attend meetings. I'm up to something. They said, ah, prof. So it's only now where they said, Prof, you've put us on the very high. I said, I'm challenging you to come with something better than what I've done. But unfortunately, you won't catch up with me because (laughs) I cannot be a professor and I don't prophesy. So if I don't prophesy, it means that the title is ill-placed. Well, that's, that's, that's a very strong point. Absolutely. So I've always aspired to say, if I'm a professor... I have to come with something that I'll be remembered for. Otherwise, don't give me a title. Goodness, why are we? We should be inspired by this. Do something that you'll be remembered for. Otherwise, just ignore that title. Just it's ignore not, that. It's not worth the title, yeah. right? Uh, there's a couple other questions. I'll get to that just now. So, so the op did the op go well? The, the op went went very well. But what I just want to come to how it happened the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the night before, I spent two hours practicing for the following day. Because we have temporal bone, I have a dummy specimen, so I work on them. So the day of the, mind you, I've done almost 20, 30 practice in the past two years. Mm-hmm. So the day of the operation, I knew precisely well what I was expecting. Because we always say a good surgeon must run the operation in their head before yeah, the day of the operation. The day of the operation, the patient was there, Was he was admitted two days before to make sure that he's fully prepared, everything is in place. Day of the operation, before I started operating, the theater was full of media. We had a media briefing. The MEC was there. The CEO was there. The minister was informed. The parliament knew that I was doing something great. Okay, so this is interesting. Did you, you obviously got the okay from the patient. I got the okay from the patient. Now, but, but that's not normal, right? That, that you would get... I mean, obviously, the biggest concern is what happens if things go wrong. In the same media are there firsthand to observe something. To see what is happening. So he he gets fully concerned. 
They are concerned that we use, get fully concerned. We tell them this is likely complication, this is likely to happen, but it's within the same norm. I've been operating for almost 25 years. I'm a teacher, I'm a specialist. This is my complication rates. And uh, we will do our uttermost best that nothing happened in our hands. So he knew everything. Okay. What would have happened if he said yes to the op because he did? Yes. But no to the media intrusion in theater. What would you have done then? Then we would have used another patient. So it was important for you to get the publicity. It was important for us to get the publicity. The reason why I wanted the publicity, you know, um, Ashraf and your listener, is that when you have something like that, which is groundbreaking, which is out of the box, if you don't put it out there first and put your mark, somebody will take it. And they're not even going to acknowledge it. Uh, They're not going to acknowledge you. They'll run with it as if it's theirs. But, you know, a copy cannot be better than original. That's my belief. Mm -hmm. So even if you can take my copy... You don't know the secret because what I've given, I did not give you 100%. I gave you 40%. 60% is still in my hands. Of course. I still have the upper cards. So part, so part of the plan, and I am playing with words here, is that not only were you dealing with the middle ear that deals with amplification, yes. but you felt it was critical that the entire operation, successfully so, had to be amplified globally. And it was. It was. Via, via media. Via media. All right. And uh, so before I started anything, I had to make, I said to everybody who was there, we had a lot of people, almost 30, 40 people. Fortunately, I have work in front of the students. And so I'm used to operating with them, seeing whatever I'm doing. I said to everyone, let's make a short prayer. I don't know who you pray and how you pray, but let's observe a moment of silence. As if I knew that it was going to be this big. Okay. So as I was operating, I was guiding them one step. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why are we doing what I'm doing? I showed them everything. And uh, thankfully, everything came out perfectly well. As soon as I put those bones, there was a clap of hands. I said, wow, the baby has been delivered and the baby is crying and everybody's happy. Wonderful. How now at that point in time, did you know whether that, that ear, then whether the operation worked? I mean, did you know that he could hear again in that one ear? Because of doing all this, sometimes we do them under local. So when I open and I see how the, the anatomy looks like, and I knew what I was doing and I was doing it with other bones. So I knew very well to a certain extent that the way how this thing seated, I'm, I'm sure he will hear. So after two hours, I went to the ward and I greeted him. I said, hey, can you hear? And I did one or two said, He said, yes, I can hear. So I knew that it was success because sometimes it can affect the nerve inside. But even when the middle ear is fine, but the nerve get affected that you don't hear the sound. Okay. So when I went two hours later and I tested him a bit, I was happy. But the success is not the hearing outcome. The success is the 3D technology, is the printing the bone as they are, is implanting it in the human being for the first time. That is a success already. An actual bone print. There we are. Yes. Quite fascinating. So the other things, 
We'll do it Well, I'll tell you what, if you're just happy listening in, like many other people, absolutely understandable. Uh, but if you wish to engage on air with my guest, Professor Mashuru uh, Chifulara, you can certainly do that as well. 0891-104207. People in the medical fraternity can call in. Others who are just fascinated by innovation, because that's really the key, that, that's a key thread here, right, that will come through. And others who obviously have the issues. But what we can't do is go down into, into specific cases about some problems you have, because I think the broader discussion really is about the the enormity of the of the success story as opposed to simply giving feedback on a medical case exactly. uh, you know that, that one may have uh, that you would call in on another show to say help me with this that's really not the case there's some SMSs however I'll try and get Ben just to open them up so I can read them uh, if you are going to WhatsApp uh, you can do that 0614104107 so you had the full media glare you yes. got the thumbs up that he was hearing right yes and then the announcement, I mean, obviously got spread out. Everybody knew suddenly. So people like me, Ashraf Garda, who did not know Mashuru uh, Chifularo was, <laughs> suddenly I know the man. And then, yes. and then suddenly everybody is saying, that's the person. And I have to say, Isaiah Engelbrecht says, I can put you in touch with him. So, so we all connected. What happened then with the, with the media interest? So you know, maybe that's the wrong word. The public interest, which is caused by the media amplification. The interest made me realize that uh, our community are interested in a groundbreaking stories. And uh, it is not only my success, but it is the national success. So I tell people, I said, yes, maybe I was fortunate to be in the forefront, but this is our success. And if this success can stimulate us and motivate us mm. that yes we can do it i will feel i've succeeded in what i was supposed to do because the operation the success the research going forward which is what we're going to do for the coming uh six months or so this is my academic uh lifestyle i'll deal with my colleagues but if in the general mood of the community or of the nation of the citizen to say South Africa is known for solving their own problems because this was the problem that was troubling me over and mm, over and mm, over mm. we have I mean we talk of load shedding I know it's our original term you cannot find it anywhere so if we can start to say <laughs> let's solve I mean the we have a brilliant brains in all these universities and students why can't we sit and say how do we solve our problems I mean, we have problems like HIV, all other infections. Absolutely, but hopefully we can do... What, what, I, what I've seen about you very quickly is that you are... You know, when you think about a medical doctor or a surgeon, obviously they, they know their, their, their space, but, but there's a general sense that you are rather conservative, that you've got your white jacket, and maybe you do have your white jacket and your stethoscope and everything else going as an ENT specialist, and then you're rather dull and doer. I mean, that's the general stereotype, okay? Yes. I've been reading some of the things about you. I've seen something about you on YouTube. You're switched on around innovation. You talk about 4IR. You're, you're wanting to embrace the world. So, so you're already a new age doctor, although that new age hasn't even been born. That means, and that's fantastic. Exactly. T- tell us about that. Why, why are you so switched on with regard to innovation? But if you check the whole life, I was looking at my life. Uh, I grew up and attended school under a tree and I had nothing. But ever since then, my mother and my father, many my mother, told us that education, education, education. So from grade five, I wanted to become a medical doctor, and I never changed my mind. 
So I knew that being a doctor, you work hard, you must love people, you must know it's a privilege, which nobody has. So when you treat a patient and is well, you must thank the man above, that you are just lucky to be, you know, a hand, a hand of God. So Absolutely. I never forgotten that, that I cannot be better than God. Whatever I see is what God has decided to show me. So, and you look around, everything is advanced. It's technology is coming. And uh, why must we be left behind? We need to catch up. Well, absolutely. I'm going to get to callers in a second. There's a doctor holding on. But just before that, so here's your thought. What do you, what do you say to people who say, ah, this 4IR, this modern technology, we're going to lose our jobs. I don't like all this. What do you say to someone like that? No, you can't because when the new technology comes, like what we're doing now, the idea is to get the factories, the idea is to get people into jobs so that they must embrace the, the fourth industrial. So it's not going to make them lose the job. It's supposed to create another form of job because we are saying, let's do it here in the country. Let's be done by people in the country. Let's just be more smart. Let's just, because the more you innovate, the more you are creating more other jobs. You just shift from one job to another, from one angle to another angle. You've you got a new thing, absolutely. Let's, yes. get, let's get some calls. Dr. Uh, Dr. Matiko is on the line chatting to uh, our big hitter for the night, which is Dr. Uh, rather Professor, well, Dr. Professor Mashuru uh, Chifularo, right, uh, from the University of Pretoria at the Steve Biko Hospital that's based there, right? Dr. Matiko, go ahead. Hi. Good evening. Yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Ashraf. Thanks for joining I think us. It's, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the second time that I phone. I think well, I'm delighted you've called. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Prof. Uh, you were my prophet uh, in Medunsa. Yes, and yes, I yes. Congratulate you and congratulate you for this innovation. Thank you. And so I'm much. grateful that um, even the Bible is saying that uh, the beginning of uh, uh, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Yes, yes. And I'm grateful that you know uh, we put God first. So yes. I'm based in Fashville, and yes. I phoned uh, before. Uh, talking to Ashraf and some other IT uh, uh, gentleman who was there, I think uh, he was based in Dubai. But however, coming to to you um, for for this innovation and creativity, these are the blueprints where some of us, you know, are trying to play around with. Uh, hence, um, I've actually registered a concept, and uh, there are many other sub. Sub uh, concepts that are actually linked with this 4IR. Yes, I was yes, just yes. having a meeting with mm. my colleagues uh, just on Saturday, Clearwatermouth. Uh, these are the three IT programmers. One is uh, also one is a website developer. To say, look, the medical fraternity needs innovation and creativity, whereby we need to go as minimally invasive as possible. Yes, yes, and yes. as uh, you know, triaging uh, non-invasively as uh, as possible, whereby. Um, we need to get data of patients sitting. You, as a doctor, or mm, patients mm. who are in the hospital or in the, in the in the bed, you get data transmitted to your workstation or to mm, the nurse's mm. station. No one has to run around with the BP monitoring. The bed or the chair must do the data. Mm. So, and um, then we we you know we, we talked about it. But what fascination was you know when when you came up when I had the news that you actually came up with this groundbreaking story. I said, hey. <laughs> No, this thing is possible. <laughs> now I've got to, I've got to really, I've got to really, um, you know, uh, uh, somehow come, come, come around that side uh, 
or make arrangements to meet with you. Well, absolutely. But the queue is very long now. You do realize yeah. oh, that, yeah. right? That yeah, queue is very, very long. It's almost like a, a normal hospital queue <laughs> once you just meet the doctor. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that yeah, call. Lovely thank call. Thank you so much. Uh, you may have to respond to that? No, no. I think uh, let's continue to be innovative and uh, let us not be left behind. That's what I can say to the medical doctors. And the, the good thing with this innovation is that, Ashraf and the listeners, is that I am the end user. So every time when I work in theater, I look at what I'm using. I say, this thing can be improved. My operation has improved remarkably. I use endoscope now. I don't cut anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I look sometimes, I said, man above, this is too good. So allow to be pliable, to see things around and embrace them and take what is good for the betterment of our patients. And that's very important, of course. Now, you know, we're all part of a common WhatsApp group. Judy Dlamini says, I must please pass on regards. Of course, she's the chancellor at Wits University. She's also a, she's a medical person medical. in her own right. Uh, and, and of course, she's a businesswoman, says many things and really on behalf of many others saying, well, well done to you. I, I would say I want to get to some voice notes. I want to say that from a position of the Vice Chancellor, Tawana Kupe, who was inaugurated on Saturday. Yes. It's like he's been inaugurated on Saturday, but he's already got, I'm trying to think of the right words, he's got a, a Muhammad Ali or a, or a Messi or a Ronaldo in his team <laughs> on the first day. Of all the people, <laughs> I, I, I honor and respect him. He yeah. picked up the phone and he phoned me. Okay. And he said, Mashudu, congratulations. I said, why? He said, you have made us proud. And he said, come to my office, I want to see you. I've been in that university for the past eight years. That has never happened. Really? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, there you are. So that, that's so, my point, yeah. So I said, look, we are here to support you. We are a member of the team. Uh, uh, the Chancellor at Lamini, she was a few years ahead of me at University of Natal. So I know her very well. She was up there with just small boys. <laughs> Just said hi, hi. So, <laughs> well, there you are. Yes. Okay, there's a couple of voice notes. Oh six one four one zero four one zero seven. My guest is my big hitter for the night, Professor uh, Mashudu uh, Chifu Laro. So, one is the head of the ENT unit at the Steve Pico Hospital, which is based at the University of Pretoria. But very importantly, I was saying he's part of the team, but he said no, he's the team himself. He's got a whole lot of students the team with the with him, but he's he, they, they've they've just assisted him. He's put together. An operation with a patient uh, and now has the title of the first ever 3D transplant for the middle ear in the whole world. Certainly something to celebrate, don't you think? All right, let's get Phineas to sort out some of the voice notes we've got. Hi, Ashraf. <clears throat> I would like to know from your prof. I have Usher syndrome. Usher syndrome is a degeneration of your eyesight and your hearing. Sometimes one eye, sometimes both eyes, sometimes one year, sometimes both years. What I want to know is, I've got this condition for 24 years now. My, my one year is quite bad. It's quite, quite, quite bad. Can your prof help me in any way where I can uh, uh, get at least, you know, uh, my, my hearing back or, or, or something like that? Thank you. Okay, Let, let's get a response on that. Um, this is a conductive uh, middle ear solution. So if it's the nerve, that's why we have cochlear implant. Okay. So this one won't be appropriate for a guy like him or a patient like him with autoimmune disease, Usher's syndrome. It won't, it won't who, who help. Who should he speak to then? Um, he need to speak to the audiologist 
then we'll be able to see we are still also the surgeon who does cochlear implant so if we find that the nerve is completely damaged or the cochlea is completely damaged, then we'll give him cochlear implant, which has been there and has existed okay, for many years. I think I want to just check if there's, an, there's another voice note. Yes, there is. Hi, I'm Simpiwe from Overport. I'd just like to know from the prof if this middle ear can stay in a person for longer than their lifetime. What's the lifespan of the middle, of the middle ear transplant? Thank you. Okay, interesting. He's t- speaking about a donor already is my understanding is right okay and, and answer no, the, the good thing with this because we made it of titanium so it can stay for 20 years or more so which is the good thing and the technique and the secret that i have it will stay there stable and it won't move okay and and if the person passes away can that be removed and then donated to another person i mean those are ethical issues and if somebody died with a hip replacement, what do we do? Well, I suppose with, with, with certain organs, as you know, there's yes. such a demand for it. I have a daughter who's, who's had a, kidney, right. uh, a recipient of a, of a kidney donor, so I know exactly, exactly. how yes, you so literally you waiting yes, in line. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I'm sure if somebody uh, gave us a permission to be able to harvest the tissue, including the prosthesis, uh, definitely we can. Okay, yeah. that's good. I think there's another caller. I want to see if there's another. No, there isn't one. We'll, we'll pick up those callers just now once again. So let's then talk about the next thing. There are a few people asking this question. South Africa, uh, in terms of from, from, from the president uh, to the Department of Health and every other department, obviously celebrated, and so did all of us, right? What is the global reaction? The global reaction, I'm starting to get uh, congratulations from America. I'm starting to get some of the patients from there to Tennessee, uh, to be specific, who want to come and ask if they can be included. Because from now we're going to do a clinical trial where we have registered everything with the South African. So, so, so ethics is of, uh, uh, of importance here. So we said we have done it, yes. Now we need to do research, make sure that we fine-tune everything. Because some they were asking me a question, does a patient hear? I said, they... The breakthrough is not that the patient can hear. The breakthrough is that 3D bones created, implanted in a human being successful. I said, like, we ask a heart transplant or a kidney transplant. You don't ask how long did they live. You just say that operation was done. It worked. It worked. So if if I understand you correctly, obviously the breakthrough for the patient is that he can hear. Absolutely. Right. But if I, if I, if I can understand your innovative mind, you actually already saying, hold it, you're the ENT person, yes. but this can now be applied in terms of 3D yes. uh, printing to a whole range of other operations, even if it's not in your field of expertise. I mean, that that's what you're saying, right? Exactly, yes. So my challenge to all other fraternities or other specialists is that, guys, let's look at this technology and embrace it. I mean, it's the same like when I started uh, early 80s, we used to use plain X-ray to do sinus uh, X-ray to see the sinuses. Now I don't even look at it because we're more advanced. We have CT scan, we have MRI, we have PET scan. Everything is advanced. Why don't we go back to the winding the phone and drive the old cars? Everything is new. The cell phone are improving. Mm-hmm. So why can't we do the same with medicine? So so you see then a, a radical... Uh, shift 
you know, in, 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 in business terms, we talk about a disruption. I mean, this is a disruption. This is a disruption. Right? So, so you, you, would you see this disruption now is, is absolutely changing the medical landscape Completely. for a whole range of different For all range. I've received calls from um, cardiothoracics. I've received calls from um, some laryngologists. I've received call from maxillofacial. I've received call uh, uh, from some nurses who are just training their nurses on um, uh, labor and deliveries. They say, what can we do? I say, this is disruption. Sky is the limit. Think out of the box. But in my field of middle ear processes, mm. this is completely disruption. So do you see yourself going forward and still staying with the ENT aspect? Or, or would yours be now staying with the with, with the surgical aspect around a range of other expertise, but it, it means bringing in other specialists, but you would, would, would become the specialist with regard to 3D printing? When I talked to the principal, I said, principal, I am willing to take either research chair on the fourth industrial and we look at the 3D. We get all specialists and everybody in the medical field we crack our heads, our brain. We come with new ideas. So I see staying in ENT, but being in a position where I bring all other departments and said, what can we use 3D for, for cardiothoracic or cardiology? Cardiology now, they're starting to make valves from a 3D printing. You spoke about um, the reaction you've got uh, globally. Uh, what about from your peers? So one is just the general... Uh, public around the world okay uh, what about pe people in your industry the the ENT the, the, the medics yeah the ENT specifically to be honest with you Ashraf they are shocked they never saw it coming some of them they are starting to be skeptical so I told them I said I'll meet you at the scientific meetings I'm a professor for 20 years and majority of you have trained them I've examined you I know this field so I know the problem with what has been there so I'll never coin such a term unless I don't understand what I'm talking about. So uh, I'm getting there. Those who are coming around to say, okay, you know, congratulations. We want to see how you do it. I said, but I've been talking about it with you for the past many years. You never believed me. So and they, yes. they're skeptical because they think, what, like, how can you? How dare you beat us? Or what? Exactly. They said, how <laughs> dare beat us? Why can it be you? Why was it not supposed to be one of us? I said, I mean, I have the right. If I'm a respected professor as an ENT for many years, you must expect that I'll come with some groundbreaking, which is what I've just shown you. So now I'm in front. You can say whatever you say. I've done the groundbreaking operation. I'll meet within the academics. How do we copy your confidence as a country? I'm saying to you, this country's got problems. Yes. I'm committed to this country. I want this country to work. But we're lacking confidence in our DNA, and we therefore don't produce the results. And, you know, whether it's medicine or, me or, or, or science, we're lagging behind so many other countries. We know that. But I'm saying to you, to move this country from a mid-table nation to a champion nation, we need to develop in our DNA a confidence factor. How, how are we able to basically extract from what you have and inject the rest of us? You know, every time when I give lectures to my students, I, I have stopped now. I used to start by showing them the 10 innovators in South Africa. I tell them, I said, you know that the CT scan has been uh, innovated from here? You know that the speed trap that they, 
give you a ticket from it comes from here. Yeah. You know that the, ne- the creepy crawly is from here. Do you know? So I started to talk about what is good about our innovation. Then they look at me. I said, yes, believe in yourself. You go to the beach, all those blocks that are there, they come from here. But you don't know. I said, the super glue that you use, it comes from here. So South African has the potential, provided they start to change and know that each one of us were a solution. Not to wait for somebody. I don't want to be political. Absolutely. But we can't wait for the government. When I grow up, you will never burn a library. Because you know that's where you need to go and read. The first book that I bought when I started working were, um, uh, what do you call this, uh, encyclopedias. Mm, mm, mm. 32 set of them. I still have them. Because I just wanted knowledge. But people now, they don't want knowledge. They want something quick. They want things to come easy. When you work hard and you get rewarded, it feels good. That is how to be a human and, being. And you feel good and, and good for you. More to come from Professor Ramashudu Chifularo, uh, our big hitter for the night. The person who's, who's been groundbreaking absolutely for himself and for the entire country, for the world, in fact, uh, was overseen the very first ever 3D print that that's the technical word 3d print um middle ear transplant transplant in the world more from him and his background in a moment hey sweetie what's wrong love our relationship has not been the best recently Tamba, and it needs some spicing up i'm aware my love that's why i have booked an appointment at men's clinic international <laughs> oh thank you my babe women love a man who puts their needs first thank you baby Men's Clinic International, for help with your relationship difficulties. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. Keys and C's apply. SMSs cost one red. Here, there, and everywhere. Where? SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. Hashtag SAFM We'll talk Zimbabwe, by the way, coming up after nine. Maybe Professor Mashudu uh, Tifulara can sort out the problems there as well. No, we'll let, let him stay with it with the medical <laughs> field for for now. There's a, there's a range of, of SMSs. Uh, some of them are very specific in terms of technical information. Uh, Prof did on ear what Christian Barnard did on the heart in 1967 from Max in Elsie's industry. I think you're right. You're absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, congratulations, doctor. Is a tinnitus that's whistling in the ears curable. Thanks, doctor, uh, in Siswa. Uh, you want to answer that very quickly? No, tinnitus is not a disease. It's a symptom. Okay. So okay. once a patient has a, sim- a tinnitus, they need to see an otologist or ENT. Then we'll look for this, the, 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 the cause. Okay. There's another one. I should honor the doctor who knows it's not his power to heal, but divine healing comes from God. Thank you, Dr. Chifolaro. Of the nine operations I have, I have, I've never allowed surgeons to touch me until we've prayed. <laughs> God will continuously prosper the gift he gave you. Comes from Sheba. There we are, from Kwakwa. Uh, my friend, okay, that's a similar one. Congratulations to the professors, South Africa and Steve Beaker Hospital. Please help. I'm over 77, hard of hearing. How can I overcome? Kay wants to be, Kay needs help. She's 77, hard of hearing. I tell my patient, I said, you know, the battery is flat. 77, there's natural degeneration. So it's like vision, it's like arthritis. So there are some of the things that it's just degeneration. There's nothing much we can do. We can give you hearing aid, 
But this, if you have a broken spare or a spare wheel that is damaged, you just replace it, which is what the middle ear is doing. We are replacing okay. what is broken. For a person who's very young and therefore you can, you can do just that. We can do just you, that. you were speaking, when I mean, we were speaking earlier on about, and I asked you about how do we bottle your confidence, um, and you said we can't rely on government. I mean, we, we are blessed in the sense that we, we've had... Uh, as a big hitter a few months ago, I've had uh, Professor Chilizi Marawala, who's the head of, um, well, Vice Chancellor at UJ, and he's very much an, an, a 4IR person as well. Yes. The point I'm bringing up, for, for those that think we don't have quality in our country, and this is not just in, in the humanities, this is in the sciences, I mean, th- there's two people, quite remarkable, isn't it? And interesting, Marawala, we come from the same village. Well, you're also under the same tree as him. Under the same tree with him. <laughs> So, you know, I tell my student that what you have is bigger than what we're teaching you. And you are not, uh, being a student is temporary. So whatever you see, know that it can be changed, it can be improved, and you can get better. But don't allow yourself just to receive. Allow yourself to say, I can contribute, I can change, I can bring something positive. My motto is that innovate or perish innovate or, or perish. perish let's go back to the to the village what, what is that village called the village is called matangari to be specific somewhere called Mbahera village okay that's now, where now besides your family i understand you you've got one family member who's a doctor and and two other siblings who are teachers in in the sciences no is there more am in i missing my, something in my mother we're six okay. we are six and three of us were doctors Okay, now and uh, our children and our significant others, we are four other doctors. So in the family of six, we are seven doctors. So here's the point: our education system is not perfect, but we're getting better education as a country now than there was then, yes, right? Yes. You effectively, you're the product of under the tree Bantu education. Exactly. Tell us how does it emerge from there that you can produce seven doctors as a family? Our mother. Uh, loved education and she instilled in us that you are bigger than what people say it's not what people say about you that matters it's what you say about yourself and what does God says about you if God says to me you are wonderfully created and you're strong you're powerful it does not matter who says what so it's not everything that I listen that matters to me so you can and sometimes I tell people, I'm not bothered about the title. You can call me anything. It does not change that I'm a professor, Mashudu Chiflaro, the pioneering doctor. Even if you can make a mistake, say, hey, Mashudu, it's fine. My best friends are the security, the cleaners, because I cannot be thinking in my office without being nice to the cleaners. Absolutely, yeah. So they are very, very important in this whole fruit chain. And you are inspired Religiously as well. I mean, you've mentioned it a few times. I'm inspired religiously. And my parents who grew up from a Christian family, I'm a founder and I run a church at the moment. So on weekend, I'm a fully reverend, domini, pastor in the church. We do all of that. Okay, let's then talk about how, how do we fix some of South Africa's problems? Some, you know, you have any thoughts on some of the specific problems outside of the medical fraternity that, that we need to fix? One of the things that I was hoping that some of the political people they will use is to say, how, to, how is it to become a good South African citizen? Mm-hmm. What is it? Because every time, you know, we, we say 
let the government do one, two, three, four things. But what is it that we as citizens, wherever we are, how can we make a difference? What is it that makes each one of us contribute in this beautiful country? I've been all over the world. This is the best place to be. So how do you tell that to someone who's switched off? How do you switch them on? Because that is the thing. So because you switched on. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you're, you're quite right. You're quite right. Yeah. So they've switched off and then they wait and wait. But, you know, that is not how you are created. We are created in that we must always switch off. Don't wait for somebody. Make you must be a solution. In our clinic, for example, at Steve Biko, we never allow a patient in our ENT clinic to wait more than 10 minutes without being attended to. We can rather tell you, look, the doctor is coming or there's one, two, three things. I even have to stand and do they know. No patient must wait. Because if you have been sick the whole night, you go to the public hospital, you wait there the whole day. It's unacceptable. Because for me, I feel that if you come to me, you must get the positive energy. I must make your life better than before you came to me. So I cannot stand people who are negative. I said, you know, when you speak negative, you criticize one, two, three, four. You take away my energy. Then I would rather say, please don't talk to me. Let's talk about something positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay, there's time for maybe one more voice note. I want to check if Vinyas has got it lined up. He's giving me the thumbs up. Yeah, let's play that. Hi Ashraf, I'm not in the medical field, I'm in the engineering field and uh, whoa, that's groundbreaking and oh, I love what the professor, his passion and what he does and uh, I, I'm actually stuck in my car, I couldn't even get out, I thought, let me hear this. I'm delighted you're stuck in the car, I was <laughs> hoping you. you'd do that, yeah. I'm Mac. Well, there you are, thank, thank you for that, lovely, Mac, nice call indeed, stuck in the car, I couldn't move. So so here's, maybe this, it's the best way to end up, we've got about a minute or so to go. I'm going to say what I said earlier. I didn't know who you were two weeks ago. I know who you are now. Matt didn't know who you were, but he's now set in a car for an hour listening to you. My sister was in Canada. I just messaged say, I'm listening. Super interview. Absolutely enjoying it. Very inspiring. They're not the only people. There are many others. I'm suggesting, and I'm speaking to the converted. You knew you had a responsibility before. Exactly. I'm suggesting you've grown up in the last two weeks. Exactly. There's a bigger responsibility. Yes. What is that bigger responsibility and how are you going to handle it? And you've got a minute to answer it. No, I suddenly realized that I carry the hope of the whole nation in my own small field. So therefore, I'm no longer myself. I'm people. Yesterday I was eating and the whole family, the kids came and said, Ha, ah, is this prof? Hey, prof, give us an autograph before I say, who are you? Now I have to be very nice to everybody because... One gives hope. If all of us can give hope to each other, we are people because of other people. Absolutely. This place will be a better place to be. And can we get an appointment to come and check you out? Or is the, is the queue too long now? Uh, you still have a chance to come. I <laughs> said for are. three weeks, uh, from there, I'll cut the line. There we are. Professor yes, Mashudu Chifularo, uh, inspiring as you sh- as he should be, and someone we need to be celebrating. So that point from that SMS to say, in terms of uh, what he's done, this is, I'm not going to say Chris Barnard-esque, but clearly that was groundbreaking in the heart fraternity. This in the, in the ear fraternity is absolutely groundbreaking. Exactly. And I'll leave it with this. I hope you heard all of that because that's what it is. Appreciate your time. We can talk Zimbabwe in a moment. Let's get the news. It's nine o'clock.